I'll sing your praises forever. Deeper in love with you. Here in your courts, here in your courts, where I'm close to your throne. How found where I belong. One more time, say, I'll sing your praises. I'll sing your praises forever. in love with you. In your courts, here in your courts, when I'm close to your throne, I've found Lift up that hand and just no, say, there, there is none is like you. Like you. Sing, you are holy. You are holy. Holy. Glory to you, my Lord. I'll sing your praises. I'll sing your praises for the gift of to worship you everybody lift up your hands and say it's a privilege to worship you it's an honor to worship you the dead cannot praise God thank you Lord I'm still alive if you are online lift up those voices to the King of Kings the Lord of Lords the one who answers when he answers intervenes by fire his voice alone breaks the cedars of Lebanon when you worship him you can get healed right away when you worship him you can get all kinds of problems solved when you lift up your voices to worship him any power can flee from the presence of the Lord when you raise up your worship blessings come down when voices are lifted up blessings come down when he's in the midst of his people he comes to solve problems he comes to solve issues he comes to solve marital problems he comes to align you to the one who said is there anything too hard for God there is no impossibility for God all things are possible you came in here with impossibilities the Lord wants to serve them right here right here he is the king of kings 
just lift up that hand and say Lord I come to the point of trust I throw off all my efforts to help myself I now ask that you help me you are the ever-present helper in times of need in times of trouble Raposa Kramatoya Pea Masea Paya Katamala Pia Reprekatora Makusa Peato Matera Katola Siapa You are the ever-present helper in times of trouble If you have trouble in the church bring it to him right now in a few seconds Say Lord this is my trouble I want an exchange An exchange is happening an exchange Troubles of sicknesses Troubles of any power, troubles in your marriage at your workplace, there is an exchange. He is the King, He is the Lord, He is the Master. We worship you, Lord. We give you praise. You, you are worthy of my praise. Somebody shout, Hallelujah! When the service goes up, steps up in another realm, don't just watch and fold your arms. When worship goes up, something comes down. And we're doing this kind of thing in a certain church. And people expected that because prayers have not started, therefore, since you have not started to pray, maybe for the sick or whatever we had gone there to do, so it's not the time now. But one woman was seated at the back and she said she heard a rattling noise. The Lord was correcting bones in her, 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 her spinal cord. And she, she turned, she found out that the back pain she had been having for months. This is a medical doctor. If you want to find out, you can go to Kisugu and ask. And she said this particular one. She heard the rattling noise. Not like Ezekiel chapter 37 when, you know, all that kind of thing. And then that was the beginning of our healing. So some of you, when worship is going on, even just for two minutes like we have done, you are there, what's it? I'm waiting. No, no, no. That's the time to plug in. That's the time to switch on. Somebody shout hallelujah. Okay, okay. Authority to serve is our topic. We have arrived at the very foundation of what it really takes and what the church needs to serve God. What is that thing that the church needs to have? To have influence in the society, to have influence in the family. And today is Mary's Day and we're celebrating our mothers. What is that thing you need to have to, in order to influence the moral society? That thing is called authority. Somebody shout hallelujah. And the Lord began to show me that any time he gives a person authority in the Bible to serve is always where there is a need to do so. Let me say it again. Any time he gives authority, any time he discharges, gives authority is like license. Any time he gives it, there is a need he wants to address in that particular society. The Lord said to me, say, where I give authority to someone so that I get my people out of trouble. And that particular authority the church has. Praise the Lord. All the instances, all the texts in the Bible 
where God sends someone on his behalf to exercise authority, to serve him, is always in the context of a need. And it's that need that now prompts God to act the way he acts. It gives man authority to do what he, he wants him to do. All the, you know, people in the Bible, they don't just go to do things. They first acquire authority and then begin to go. And all the prophets, the deliverance in the Bible, you can find out there are several women, you know, God used in the Bible. Talk of Deborah, Judges chapter 5. You know, the authority is given by God, this is the point, to go out and to do exactly what God wants them to do. And that's when we now say you can now direct things, you can speak to change circumstances, you can get people out of captivity, you can redeem people that are in addictions because you have authority from the Lord. Somebody say amen. And in response to the circumstances that the enemy has created here on earth, including the family, you don't just go to confront those powers. There are vices, like this thing of homosexuality. You don't just say, hey, because the media is talking about it, let me just go and also begin to confront them. No, you need backing power. Somebody say backing power. And that's what God has given the church, to serve his purposes. And the Bible says in 2 Peter, 1 Peter, 2 Peter, please find it, uh, chapter 2, verse 9. The Bible says that we are God's own people. And our mandate is to proclaim mighty acts. They are not simple acts that the Lord is charging you to go and proclaim. And mighty acts need a mandate. Mighty acts need authority. A mandate is, a, is vested authority that a person or an institution has to implement a particular policy, to implement a particular task, it's only KCA, I talked about it in the last service, that has a mandate to work on the city roads. Even though you have a, a pothole you don't like to see, they're going to complain if you do it. They've been given a mandate to do that. In the case of the church, you are here to implement heavenly policies. Help me to turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, you are an implement of heavenly policies. And brethren, that's what we see in the book of Acts everywhere. Mighty acts of God, as they were doing all those things, God's power was backing them. Amen. God backs up what you have begun to do. I don't think you heard what I said. The first word he said is go. When you begin to go, he now comes to back you up. Some of you want to see him backing you up, then you begin to go. That's not the order. So the vested authority has been given to the church. And the message they are proclaiming is not with plausible words, is not a word of a politician, is words filled with backed up power, authority to serve. And that's how Jesus began to disciple, began to train his disciples that way. Mark chapter 3, verse 13 to 15. Please move together with me. Jesus went up to the mountain. And the Bible said, he called to him those whom he wanted. And they came to him. And then it says, and he appointed 12, whom he also named the apostles, to be 
with him. I want you to mark that word, to be with him. And to be sent out to proclaim the message and to have authority to cast out demons. The first thing he mentions is that he called them to be with him. It's after the being with him that they now have authority to proclaim and authority to cast out demons, to do whatever assignment he charged them. It's not the other way around. So the first point that I want to make, the first thing that God does or requires before any commitment to serve him, listen to me very carefully, especially some of you who are in very difficult offices, the first thing that it requires is a relationship with him. If you don't have a relationship with God, your words will carry nothing. He called to him those whom he wanted. And that's what you know, Moses also did when he went before Pharaoh. And God told Moses, Exodus chapter 3, and he said, I will be with you and, his, and this sign shall be for you that it is I who sent you. Is now establishing a relationship so that when he goes before Pharaoh and he looks at Pharaoh's eyes, Pharaoh's eyes are used to seeing magicians. Pharaoh's eyes are used to see sorcerers. Pharaoh's eyes are used to see powers of darkness. Moses should have the authority to tell Pharaoh, let my people go. Where does he get the authority? Backup power. Say with me, backup power. So he went there to confront Pharaoh. Not in his own power. He went in in that power that God gives him. Somebody say amen. No man goes to exercise authority without identifying with the owner of the authority. Mark chapter 6, verse 8 to 9. The Bible says, when he sent the 12, the text that we read, with authority to go and serve him, the Bible says he ordered them, it was a command, to take nothing for their journey except a staff. Mark chapter 6, verse 8. He said, no bread, no money, no bag in your belts. Ah. The first question I asked myself, as I was reading this, is why are they listening to this kind of instruction? What is that thing that is inside them that would make them to obey, finding very easy to do this? Because as far as I know, a normal person who wants to make it in life, you want to make it in the ministry, and they tell you no money for mission, no money for worship, no money for this, no budget for the church, and you say, yes, sir, and you begin to go. You say, no, sir, there's something you have forgotten. Say, what is that thing? Say, we need food on the way. Jesus said, no money, no bag, no cash, nothing but go. What is it trying to say? No bread. Because for some of you, when you see money, ah, yeah, yeah. You see, you carry the representation of Christ and the values of Christ. What he's trying to bring before them is that there are values that the owner of the authority has and you have got to align to those values to succeed, to serve. Somebody say amen. And there are some of you who are in those places, values that you are trying to promote which are godly. They are being fought. They are being tossed to and fro. But this is the issue now. You do not carry your own authority. You carry somebody's authority. Somebody say amen. 
And this is why we want mothers to go in order to redeem a generation of young girls that are now coming in here to wed when they are pregnant already. Don't just wear this thing, white, in action. You're a mother's union, you know, a, a member, but you do nothing to this issue. There's a, a penetration. There's an invasion against your children. Some of you say, for me, I have boys. So the girls, I don't care. You wait, one of the days, your boy is going to go and bring that particular girl, and then say, you'll have a daughter now. So this is not a ceremony you are coming today. Mary's day, ah, let me go and get inducted. No. What are you doing with the authority that God is going to give you here? Somebody shout hallelujah. The disciples went. They obeyed every instruction. And then they came back. You can imagine, you tell Judas to say no money, but go. Judas, who carries the bag? But he obeyed. He is sending them like an ambassador that has gone for diplomatic missions. You know, in diplomatic missions, what happens is that your well-being, your comfort and all that is not determined by the country you are resident. It's not determined by that country you have come to stay. No, no. They can even be in economic recession. They can be facing all kinds of problems, but your bills, sir, are paid for. Diplomatic missions. This is what he's trying to teach them. In diplomatic missions, it's not you're going to sleep hungry. Oh my God. No, no. Your well-being, your prosperity is determined by the country you represent. So you represent heaven. Lift up your hands and say, I represent heaven. And heaven will provide in the name of Jesus. Say, heaven is my sending state. I hope you understand diplomatic language. You know, I've now switched to Somebody shout hallelujah. And there are seven great tests. Every person that wants to carry authority to go and save must have. Let me just show you one. One of them is that you must be trusted. You must be tested. Things like ambition, money, women, if you are a man, you know, you see the opposite sex, you begin to, everything has melted away, you know. No, no, no. You must have passed those particular tests because, let me show you something. You see, unless you are tested, you cannot be trusted. Help me to turn to your neighbor. Say, neighbor, unless you are tested, you cannot be trusted at all. So Jesus sent them. They obeyed instructions. And I want to show you four things as I'm going to be winding up. Four things. There are certain things that God does when he gives you authority to serve. Number one, when he gives you authority to serve, he backs you up to preserve you. Somebody say amen. amen. Authority to serve rests on God backing you up. What makes, you to, you know, what makes him to back you up is your identity in Christ. That DNA you have, if you are born again, that's, what makes, that's why he backs you up. Because your identity is what gives you authority to operate here on earth. Somebody say amen. amen. That authority means that Jesus gave you the power of attorney to run his business here. That's what it means. It means that he gave you full backing to get the job done. To influence the marketplace. To go out and win souls for him. 
One of the things that happens when you begin to operate on behalf of God is preservation. I pray for you. If you are in a difficult place, the Lord will preserve you. In the name of Jesus. In Acts chapter 18, verse 9, Paul was in a city. He was doing ministry in Corinth. Acts chapter 18. And the Bible says, one night the Lord appeared to him and he said to Paul, don't be afraid, but speak. And do not be silent, for I am with you. That part is what I want to show you. I am with you. And he said, no one will lay a hand on you to harm you, for there are many in this city who are mine. That's preservation. There are many in this place who are mine. He backs you up. There was a church that wanted to open a, 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 a parish or uh, an outstation in a particular city. It's a true story, but I'm trying to just put the, so you don't begin to guess. So the senior pastor said, we're going to inaugurate the church, you know, uh, a month from now. And there were preparations. They sought all the required documents, all the, the things they needed to do through government and everything. And one government official, two weeks to the inauguration of the church, said, over my dead body, you will not bring that church in this city. It's not possible. He said, ah, what are we going to do? People said, let's pray. This is why you must be very careful with people who pray. Yeah, I'm telling you. So he began to pray. Three days before the day, the man was coming from a bathroom and he was trying to prepare to go to office. So for some reason, he put the, his leg in one part of the trouser. He put the left leg also on the same part. So he put two legs on, this, on one trouser leg. And then he began to struggle to remove it. In the struggle, as meanwhile he was doing it, he fell down, hit his head, and that was the end of his life. Indeed, the church was inaugurated over his dead body. Yeah. That's why you have to be very careful. Anyway, let me not go further than that. He backs you up. Lift up your hands and say, Father, back me up. He backs up your words. Anything you say with authority from God happens. Anything. Anything. Why are my words respected in the realm of the spirit? Because God's power backs them up. As a believer, you have that. Backs them up. If I pray now, I say, you foul spirit, come out of her. What is the force behind those words is in the name of Jesus. This is what happens. Words backing up. Now, during the prayer conference, you saw it here. We are here praying. And the day before, the Lord said there was going to be a devil's agent that is going to come in this meeting. And we say, I told the intercessor, let's pray. We are there. On Saturday, a lady sat there. Where there's a camera? That pew there. Don't be afraid. There's nothing now. She came in. We began to pray here. We began to pray. We began to pray. We raised worship. We began to pray. You can look for the video, you know. And then I said, any power that is here, that has infiltrated this place, loose the power of God hit her right from there up to this level here. 
she began to roll in this place here. And when the, the likes of Reverend Florence, the intercessors, took her out there, they said, who sent you? Say, somebody sent me here. That go to that church of atheists. I think to suck divine energy. To render their programs. And some of you think that every time you gather, Satan is, you know, he's happy. Hey. Okay. And we said, they, they now, she said some other things from there. They now said, okay, can we now go back? Because you need help. Say, I can't go back in that place. Do you know why? The fire that hit her here can now not allow her to come in this place now. Why are the words, nobody touched the words. What is that? It's backing up power. So if you come, say, I want to destabilize that church. Uh, you know, I want to do this. You, you, you are going to meet it, right? Is, is this one is now... Is, mm. Praise the Lord. This is it now. Show them Job chapter 1 verse 6. Maybe you will believe. Job chapter 1 verse 6. The Bible says, one day the heavenly beings came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan also came amongst them. Don't just think every gathering is free of this guy, you know, and he will not be there. No, no, that's why we pray at the beginning there to clear those things in the name of Jesus. That's why our assignment in this age is not just words of a politician. I believe that the church has not yet utilized the strength and authority it has received. The church is yet to manifest itself to demonstrate a mandate that it has been given. The Bible says creation awaits for the manifestations of the sons of God. Let me tell you, the Goliaths of this world have not yet known who the Davids are. Yeah. The Goliaths of this particular cathedral have not yet known who the Davids are. By the time they show up, one simple stone will hit from here and will come out from here. Now, David doesn't have to struggle now. And the police cannot charge him for murder because... Anyway. <laughs> you know what David did? He brought out the same you know, sword and cut off Goliath's head. The police could not charge him for murder. No. He has just done what he was supposed to do. Lift up your hands and say, Father, let me just do what I'm supposed to do. In the name of Jesus Christ. Somebody shout hallelujah. Mm. So, this is the authority. Without a relationship, the Lord cannot back you up. And some people tried it. Acts chapter 19. Show them. Acts chapter 19 and verse 13. Some people, sons of Sceva, they were trying to exercise authority without a relationship. They now, when I say, you know, come out, you know, in the name of Jesus. The demon said, Paul, I know. Jesus, I know, but who are you? You know what they're doing? You are exercising authority without a relationship. That's what some of you do. No mother should go and begin to confront those things without understanding this relationship. They are going to integrate you here. But if you don't know Jesus, you should not come here. Let me tell you the truth. You can, you can go back, remove that, your, your white gomesi, and, you know, and be safe. Yeah. Let the warriors be the ones to be inaugurated in this place. You don't know Jesus? Mother, don't come. 
I'm not afraid to say this one. You don't know Jesus, don't come here, don't appear. That you are in white doesn't mean anything. This one I know, this one I know. Somebody shout hallelujah. Because authority is what gives you to operate spiritual warfare is what you're going to be engaging in as a mother. And then some of you, you have to step up. You know, each time, because you are known. You know, during spiritual warfare, when you begin to pray, for example, and you step up in tongues, some people are against tongues, but that's fine. They don't understand this secret. You are hitting Satan hard. Satan gets confused. He gets shocked. You know, there's something I learned in military science. In military science, there's a, a concept called the maneuver warfare. And in maneuver warfare is the concept of warfare where you defeat the enemy by incapacitating his decision-making through shock and disruption. I don't think you heard me. You say, this man, where did he learn this? I know. So you incapacitate the enemy through shock. You shock him. And then when he sees that he's shocked, he runs away. It's an assignment they are calling you for. Somebody say amen. Mothers, are you afraid? Number two, let me, let, let me be. Number two, when he gives you authority, make sure you serve with faithfulness. Yeah. Authority requires that you serve with faithfulness. And when you serve with unfaithfulness to God, not only will you lose your authority, you will also can lose your life. Mark chapter 6, you will discover that it takes faithfulness to be told not to take any money, to be told not to take anything on the way. You have to be faithful to obey that. And this lack of faithfulness to the service of God is where there is an issue with many people. So, the Bible says in 1 Chronicles chapter 13, please show it to them. Be fast, my friend. 1 Chronicles 10, sorry, verse, chapter, verse 13 to 14. 1 Chronicles 10. The Bible says, so died because of his unfaithfulness. Until I read this, I didn't know that God can kill a man. Yeah, because of unfaithfulness. This one, I can even apply it to marriage. One day, that home where you go to, you man, God is going to arrest you in that place. You will die there. I'm warning you. Because these mothers you are joking with, you are trying to cheat. When they begin to pray, and you are there. Sorry for you. If you are in a marital problem, don't try to argue with him. You have seen the message. He's talking about, uh, my, my dear, how do you call, you call me my dear? This thing, I found it here, that you can be so familiar with any person's husband. You say, hey, dear, how are you? This is not your dear. The only person that is, you know, uh, qualified to call anybody dear or sweetheart is the person's spouse, not you. So stop saying, yeah, my, my dear. No, I'm not your dear. I'm not. So died because of unfaithfulness. Even in marriage, you have to be faithful to your partner. Today is this inauguration, the induction we're going to do. You have to be faithful. If you are married, invest in being faithful. That's when you have the authority to do well in that place. For example, to have a good marriage is always as a result of what you have invested in. Let nobody deceive you. And let me say this to the marriage. In marriage selection, 30% 
is only what you need to select a partner. If you have found somebody that, you know, you know, nose pointed, you know, brown, whatever height you look for, anything, American height, eh? that's 30%. But the 70%, you have to invest in it. Yeah. 70%, you have to invest in that. And this issue is what is killing many marriages because the issue is after marriage, how do you now manage your married life? Is you nurture that husband. Are we together, mothers? You nurture that person. Singles who are here, learn the secret. After you have found you, the one that God wrote your, their name on your head, because that's what you say, you're missing rib. After you have found it, you still have a job to do. That's the 70% to nurture that marriage. And so, you need to understand this. It's now how you treat each other. And a lot of marriages are breaking at this point. And we were speaking to our couples yesterday when we gathered them. I told them, we were talking to them about taking their responsibilities as husband and wife. And, uh, I, oh my God. I, we talked to them about how to be responsible as a wife and a, as a husband. How to know your duties. Okay, let me have two people. Uh, those... Very quickly, a couple. Can I have Justice? Just come. Justice and your husband, just come. Just come. Just come in front here. Justice is my friend, so she cannot say no. Um, can I have one man? Sir, please come. First the altar. Sandy, first the altar. Now, this is what happens. I am charging both three of you. I need somebody all of you, to remove this pulpit from here, bring it down here. One, two, three, go. No justice. Stay. Do you know what I'm trying to show you? Whenever there is a role, whenever there is something that needs to be done, that it requires the strength of men, let them do it. Amen. If you as a queen of the house, you want to do what men should be doing. One day they will now say, oh, okay, so she's able, huh? So, and, and so let her be the one to do it. That's why many of the marriages here, these women that are paying for school fees for children, these women that are paying rent, the woman is doing everything. Yet the man is there, relax, because you are the one who said, I can now do this. What you are trying to tell them, if you come and do this, is that I can be like you, I can also do it. Please go back and sit. <laughs> and that's why many ladies have messed up their homes. They don't know that the first impression you gave the guy, for example, some of you are in courtship, you know, you, take, you go out, and now you are the one paying bills. No, let him pay. Yeah. Because you are now saying that in the marriage, when we get married, yeah, you are now saying, I am okay. So don't complain when you begin to see, see things happening, ABCD. Don't complain because you started it. Learn the secret. Let the men come and do. Something that requires strength, you are a queen. Sit there and let them do it. The last point, authority to serve requires submission. 
Listen to me very carefully. This thing, you see, it seems you like this thing now. <laughs> authority to serve requires submission. No man can exercise authority on behalf of the other person unless you are fully submitted to that higher authority. That's why I'm telling you with all boldness, if you are not born again, don't try to come in that you want provost to, 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 to charge you. You know, you know mother, senior, you, do, you, do you understand what you are doing? If it, if it were me, I, I, we now, we now be, you know, to ask for your testimony. Uh, where's Madame Sufficient? You need to begin to ask for their t- testimony. Let them write, are you born again? Because you don't understand what, where you are going, what you are going to do. I'm telling you. No man should be doing that. It's very dangerous. Even fathers, you know, don't try to... Now, I want them to integrate, you know, I mean, to, to, to induct me as father's union. So, so, so you don't understand spiritual warfare. You are not a priest in the home. You are coming here to be a father. Which fathers for you are for which father? Huh? Huh? You are not a father. You are a shamba boy. You are not a mother. You are a maid. Yeah, I'm telling you. Why? Because you don't understand authority. This thing is very serious. Submission. Let me finish this. Submission, when you are submitted to the master. You see, like the apostles had to submit to the authority of Jesus to succeed where they are going to serve. That's the secret I want to teach all the married ladies who want to enjoy marriage here. Submission. Learn how to submit to your husband. Today I came for you. If you don't submit, you are going to find all kinds of challenges in that marriage. Let nobody deceive you. Of course, men, submission is provoked by love also. But let me concentrate on this particular part because that's what the Lord asked me to do. Learn this. Submission, for you, you think it's a weakness, it is stronger than any other thing. Yeah. Why? Because submission is what brings influence. And in marriage, you want to have influence over your husband's life. And you know influence is stronger than authority. I hope you know that. Because influence is the neck that turns the head. Your husband is the head. But for that head to turn is the neck. You are the neck. Every lady, touch your neck, say, I'm the neck. That turns my husband. If you are married. Of course, you can also use this one to turn your boyfriend. Especially the one you have declared to provost. Say, this one I will marry. Not the other one you have not told us. All the young girls here, if you are in a relationship, come to us. Don't go to those places. Come to me and tell me. This is my boyfriend. Reverend, if you see us somewhere, if you see us compromising, this is the one. This, this, this is the man. Do that. Come to the priest. Don't die there. Then you come here with the pregnancy. And then when we calculate your wedding month, and then we find some months, you know. Let, let me leave that. But in marriage, if you want to have influence, because the influence is stronger than authority, For example, take that giant man, Samson. He was defeated by one woman because of influence. Yeah. Just, you know, 
tricked him here and there, and before he knew it, he was already on the lap of Delilah. If you women are very powerful. Yeah, you are very strong. So influence, use the submission to influence him. Whatever you say, he will do it. He will be complaining, you also, you know. This is, but meanwhile, he's doing what you are saying. Yeah. Submission. Influence. It's not a weakness. A woman that becomes submissive to her husband will influence him as an authority in that home. But some of you, you want to confront him. You want to confront authority. Say, who are you? Are you also a man? My friend. He will now show you that he's a man. I'm not saying you should go and do those things you should be. He comes out of that home, and if there are people who like to withdraw, they are men. You will never know. You will be happy. Am I not providing? Yes. Am I not this? Yes. But no sex in that marriage. Nothing, because he's satisfied somewhere else. Because you guys don't come for marriage gatherings. Let me use this opportunity to tell you. Because you don't know what you are doing. You confront authority. Say, who are you? I, you know, even after all, this storm, I'm the one running. I showed you an example here. Who started? Is it not you who started it? So when he withdrew, he now went, he has another home in court somewhere else. When his secretaries appreciate him, you are away and nicely, ABC, you don't do it. You are the one paying for this thing, my friend. But you can turn that your influence. You can use submission to make the man to focus that it's only me you have here. Pin him to your home. Huh? Go to that bed and say, Father, I take authority over where this man sleeps. You go to that place where, you know, and you say, Father, whatever may attack my husband, I block it in the realm of the spirit, and now I pray that this man will always think rightly. Let him love me. Let him do all these things. But if you confront him, why not bring him? And then later on, you'll be saying, I don't know why this man is treating me like this in this marriage. I'm alone in this marriage, yet you are the one destroying your own marriage by failing to submit. Rise up on your feet. There are two categories the Lord asked me to invite. If you are here and you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, you don't know Jesus, lift up your hand. And as you do that, let me also tell you, if you don't know Jesus, you are going to go to hell. Yeah. You know that kind of message, many people don't want it, but it's here now. You don't know Jesus. If you die today, straight away, hell. Because there is no relationship. I told you authority is exercised when you have a relationship with the man. The champion of the host above and captain of my destiny, he knew alone, he knew alone, I make my boast, you reign, you reign alone, as long, if Jesus is not your Lord, put up your hand, everybody close your eyes, you don't know Jesus, you want to Put up your hand and come to the altar here. Run to the altar right away. Run for your life. 
you don't know Jesus just come to the altar in you alone in you alone I make my bones you reign you reign lift up those hands I have a message from the Lord Hallelujah. And this message to you. You don't know Jesus. Just come to the altar here. This is the final call. Final call. Final call. Final call. Final call. You are saying, I want to be in a relationship with the master who carries authority to serve. Look and live. Look and my brother look to Jesus look to, to Jesus now and live hallelujah and it's only that you look and okay the second category the last category if you are here and you are in a work working place that is so confused you are trying to inject values in that working place nobody understands you you are about to give up there's a lot of rejection in the workplace because of values of the kingdom of god run to the altar here and we pray for you you face a lot of persecution because of that issue that particular issue is a serious one because you are calling because you are doing this thing without authority but I, 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 I tell you after this prayer now you are going back when you speak all the forces of darkness will bow I'm telling you the truth come 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 you know a service should respond to a need this is what I asked the Lord to do I sing look and leave my look to Jesus that's your portion look to Jesus don't look at your boss don't look at your director don't look at your CEO Ooh, yeah. I this only that you look I want you to lift up your two hands in surrender I want you in silence mention the name of those particular people that are persecuting you in that place mention them don't in silence because some of them might even be here but make sure you are a hard work I don't want anyone to be to use their laziness no because you are going to carry a month of authority from here when you appear tomorrow or the day you go to your office you say father I am here now all the forces principalities of this organization let them bow because i'm here lift up your voices ask the lord to do something in that particular place and he's gonna do it mention their names just say and it's because it's very dangerous don't add another prayer 
mentioned the name and say, Lord, I present this man to you. Maybe some of you, it's a, it's a CEO that has been going after you. You are a woman and he wants you to sleep with you. Mention the name here. Once any name of any principality arise at the altar of God, what happened to, to, to Pharaoh? What happened to Herod? What happened to that man, my friend? Father, I ask that you hear the prayers of these your servants. Some of them are seeing you in their workplace. But the authority to carry representation of Jesus, they doubt it. Today, I pronounce the authority upon your life. Let the mantle of fire be upon your head. You carry the DNA of Jesus now. I pray that it be reactivated in you. In the name of Jesus, give them an instructed mouth. When they speak, their words will be backed up by you. When they condemn evil, some of them is about checks. Some of them is about all kinds of wrong things happening. When they condemn evil, Lord, back them up, protect them. None of these that has been threatened, that they will be killed. None of them will die. In the name of Jesus, we bind the adversary in your office, my friend. We bind the adversary in your home. We bind the adversary. We command him to turn back every affliction that you have faced. Every affliction that you have faced. Every affliction that you have faced. Every persecution that you have faced. Every level of persecution. We command it and render it powerless. I see the Lord opening a new chapter, a chapter of recovery, a chapter of the power of God, a chapter of restoration, a chapter of healing of your emotions in that place. Father, every tear they have shed because of this pause, turn it around and now this time make the boss to be the one to cry for them. And finally, I release the mantle of authority upon them. That mantle that will rest upon them. That mantle that will rest upon their heads. That mantle will rest upon their eyes. That mantle will rest upon their mouths. That mantle will rest upon every particular place. They will carry it from here. Like the cause of fire that burnt Isaiah's lips. From that day he began to speak. His words were different. Let their words be different in the office. Oh, thank you, Father. We worship you. We give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody say, Amen. It's done. It's done. It's done. Just go back and do the will of God. Hallelujah. God bless you.